Welcome, 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 Gen Nation, to the Oversell Podcast, where we talk about all things wrestling. We are here tonight. It's your man, Zuplex City, with my man, Scythex. I mean, one shot. Ah, man, I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to confuse you with Fred. (laughs) That's the end of our podcast. Everybody have a good night. I apologize. My man, one shot. I'm your man, Zuplex City. Gen Nation, stand up. Get ready. We are talking about all things Crown Jewel tonight. It was a banger pay-per-view on uh, or premium live event, as they like to call it now, uh, on Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoon, because it was held in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and it's WWE's yearly cash grab at Saudi oil money. Yep, they make a lot of money. They make a big spectacle out of this crown jewel every year, and I'll be honest, it's usually not my favorite favorite event. What about you? No, nah, not really. Sorry, I, I just looked at my phone. They were trying to trade me Tampa Bay for Cooper Cup. They get fucked. What? <laughs> so surgery? <laughs> yeah, that's not my favorite. I mean, like most everybody else, I look forward to WrestleMania. That's Really yeah, WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble, but you know, I I usually like the ones in between, like the Elimination Chamber, and we got Survivor Series, which is going to be War Games actually uh, next month, the end of this month or next month, however they're doing it. See, I mean, um, prior those- to prior to all the you know Triple H taking over, I really didn't watch live or anything like that. It was all you know, I watch a highlight here or there because I didn't like where wrestling was at that point. But yeah, ever since Triple I'm H took back over. I'm starting to get back in there. Well, this one reeked of Triple H all over it. I'll tell you that much. It definitely did. Um, so let's get right into it. We're going to go through match by match. We're going to discuss each match, each storyline, how it's going down. We'll break it down. We'll give a rating for each match. And uh, let's get it going. So the opener was the Beast Brock Lesnar versus the almighty Bobby Lashley. You're right over there. How's that? How's that small whiskey? <laughs> it was fucking strong. <laughs> Holy shit! I see Steve over here having the vinegar strokes. I don't even know where I'm at with the screenshots I was trying to put up. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, <laughs> we got it. So the beast Brock Lesnar. Versus the almighty Bobby Lashley, the rematch that nobody wanted. <laughs> but this is the, the crown jewel, um, like kind of program that they've done in the past is just throw as many big names out there as they can, get all the, all the Saudis out to the Riyadh. Yep. It's just a money it. event. It's a, it's a money event. So we know that, that you know, that's why when we talk about the main event, that's why Logan Ball was in the main event. You know what I mean? It makes perfect sense for him to be a crown jewel. This was the same thing. You got Brock, you got Bobby Lashley. I got to be honest with you, man. I, I, I'm just so over Bobby Lashley. I don't yeah, need I to see him anymore. I think he's one of the most boring wrestlers on the planet. Like he, he's terrible on the mic. His his wrestling style is just like, yeah, I'm a powerhouse. I mean, the guy physically is like, I'm, you know, he's he's the insane. the Arnold Schwarzenegger of wrestling. Yeah, he's a he, big he guy, and that's why he's there. Yeah, 
Exactly. Like he doesn't really impress as far as like when he's in the ring, like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't even think he sells that well, to be honest with you. No, he's too big. But, yeah. So you got to put him up against a guy like Brock to make, to give us a banger match. It starts out with Bobby obviously doing the heel turn because he attacks Brock before the bell rings. You know, Brock has the, the knee injury. Goes on, they go on to have uh, spear, suplex, suplex, spear, spear, suplex, suplex, spear, spear. And that was basically the entire match <laughs> until. Uh, Which, if that knee injury Bobby, wasn't legit, he sold that motherfucker really well. Listen, Brock can sell, man. Like, I, I tell people all this time, everybody hates on Brock all the time, but he sells like a motherfucker. He really does. He's a, he's a professional in that way. Like, you go back to. Royal Rumble when he was doing the whole like I'm gonna I'm gonna start at one and take everybody out mm-hmm. and McIntyre hit him with the claymore and he went out of the ring he sold that like you thought Brock was dead <laughs> like he took it right on the forehead hit the boot went out of the ring like it was it was legit he, he you know he could sell he could sell better than most big men what I'll do you think about the, the way that the match ended I it's just like this. It it might as well have been a surprise roll up. Honest with you, it might as well have been like the nine hundredth surprise roll up we've seen this month from them. Because you know Bobby hits him with the hurt lock, and then he just gives him the whole. I mean, they did a good job selling the whole like the arm thing, and the, you know Brock fighting out of it, and then kicking off the ropes and just doing the pin. Um, you know, I, I think mean, it a little, I think it was a little too far once the. Uh, you know, match was over and Bobby went back over and put him in it again. Made Brock look like a yeah. bitch. Well, I mean, it, it, it protected both guys. You know what I'm saying? As far it as made Brock story, look like a line. bitch. I don't think so. I, I do. don't think so. Nah, because he Brock won. Like, that's why he doesn't look like the bitch. You know what I mean? Brock won. He already he had the knee like injury. Like right? <laughs> <sighs> On the side of the ropes. God, he was selling, man. He was selling, you know? But, I mean, that obviously was a heel turn for Bobby. You know, yeah. I don't know what plans they have with him going forward. I'm sure we're going to get, now that they're 1-1, I'm sure we're going to get Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar again for fucking some reason. Number but, three. Yeah, that's all we want. Like, dude, if I never see Bobby Lashley on TV again, I'll be happy. So, uh, I gave that match a 5 out of 10. Just really wasn't anything there for me. I just kind of was just like, eh, yeah, it's another Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar match. I'll agree with the, your five out of ten. I'll agree with that. Five out of ten. I like it. Match number two. Now, this is very interesting because this had a lot of implications for the upcoming uh, pay-per-view. We had Damage Control versus Bliss and Asuka. Before the match starts, I got to talk about this. Doing a backstage segment. It's Bliss and Asuka. Talking to, to Byron, and he's asking about the upcoming match. This that, and the other thing, there's a TV next to next to Alexa, and it starts to flicker, and then the Death Moth comes on. Uncle Howdy, Death Moth. She sells it perfectly. Starts giving the like uh, 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 while she's talking, and just kind of like ignores it and just keeps keeps it rolling. Um, so there's a lot of implications here with with Bray Wyatt. So I'm I'm wondering if she takes back over that like Sister Abigail, 
possessed Alexa Bliss thing that we got going on. There's a possibility there. I mean, I could fuck with it. Dude, I love it. I she was so awesome in that role. Um that I I I would not be mad at that at all. Um there's a possibility that Bray's building a stable. Now we'll get to the Bray Wyatt segment later on, but um for that segment right there, that backstage segment, it was it was smart, I think, to start showing that Uncle Howdy and and the the the, the Wyatt family or the Wyatt uh personalities are starting to invade all of WWE. I think we see more of that coming in the coming weeks. I think it's going to be very, very interesting, but we'll see what happens. Um, so we go into the match, Stamina Control, Bliss and Oscar for the tag team, the women's tag team champions. I thought the match was very good. It was a great technical match they, they started off with some catch wrestling um you know seeing eo sky and asuka go against each other like the, from their days in japan like they know how to work off each other this was a very very good solid like clean technical match um i i love seeing the women pulled together a match like this had some pretty big spots in it. Um, oh, it really, it really shows you how far women's wrestling has come. I know like a few years ago we had the, the evolution and the revolution and whatever else they were selling us. <laughs> yeah. But now like you see, you know, you have a match that doesn't have Becky. It doesn't have Sasha. It doesn't have Charlotte and it doesn't have Bailey in it, you know, and and they're able to really put together a really really great match. I mean, it's it's, it's definitely evolved in in the last yeah. few years. I mean, even thinking back to like when I consistently watched wrestling, you had like Lita in China. Yeah, and now you have just a whole roster full of names, and they're all great. And, and they're all great, you know. Did you know um, they had they have a uh, dress code they got to have in Saudi? Yeah, they all have to wear like a turtleneck bodysuit thing. Yep, they got to cover up. Um, yeah, they all they all got to be covered up. There's, I mean, there's always different rules, and the, and the WWE can't go far with certain things. Like we know that there was. I mean, and listen, it's their country, it's their rules. I get it. You know, oil. Um, what? Uh, what happened? Nothing. <laughs> I said it's their country, it's their rules. I get it. I said it's um, their oil. It's their oil, basically, <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, you, you know, you got to respect the house that you're in. Um, oh, the females have to cover up, you know, may not agree with personally and all their stuff, but hey, this is what they do. That's, you know, you got to play within the rules. We know that there's reasons why MVP couldn't be over there. There's reasons why Sami Zayn couldn't go over. Which you um, filled me on prior to this, which I didn't yeah. know about. You know, I mean, I mean, Saudi Arabia has its own rules, its own culture, and that is what it is. Um, we got to talk about the end of the match, though, because Nikki Cross comes out of nowhere, pegs Alexa, Alexa off the top rope, right? Image control gets the win, retains the titles. Now, does this set up the women's war games match at Survivor Series? Nikki joins damage control. Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka team up, 
he's throwing Candice LeRae. They add one more on each side, maybe Rhea Ripley and whoever the OC decides to get out of there, you know, to, to pull up to go against Rhea Ripley. I mean, what happened maybe to Trish Stratus being brought back? I don't know if she's coming back for Survivor Series, though. If she does, she wouldn't be in the in the uh, in the War Games match. That thing's brutal. She's still pretty fit. I mean, she's still pretty fit, but she there's no reason for her to take bumps off ladders anymore. There's no reason, but why not? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fool, send that shit. I, have you seen? Um, I, I don't think you have because you haven't really been watching over the last couple of years. But when you get a chance, check out because they're on Peacock. The the War Games matches from NXT Takeovers, they're insane. Bro, I, I haven't watched anything NXT. I'm, you, I'm, I'm gonna give you some homework, bro. You gotta watch some watch some War Games matches. Don't have to watch the whole pay per view. Just watch the War Games match. You know what I mean? <laughs> it they're insanity how good they, these guys are pulling it off. That's why, like, I'm hoping that we get a good uh, Warriors roster out of this. But I think that could be a, a good way to set up damage control versus all of these powers to be and whatever. Um, but that match, I gave it a 7.7 .7 out of 10, man. It was a solid, solid match start to finish. Technicality-wise, was really, really great. You know? I give it a 7.5. And I have a little off I have a little off topic on topic question. Shoot. I'm trying to think of how to word it. So do you think at some point, if they continue the bloodline storyline, do they involve females into their bloodline that way they can have all the titles? Let's say I mean, the only you get the Sammy with the Intercontinental or, or a solo with the Intercontinental, and then you throw in some honorary female bloodline members, and the bloodline well, holds all the titles. Honorary. Bring back Nia Jax. You think they she's bring actual, her back there? Yeah, but she's, she's actual bloodline. She's actual bloodline, but she was also one of the ones they said was unsafe to work with. She was hurt motherfuckers left and right. She was terrible. I hated watching her anyway, so I I really don't. I'd rather see an honorary fucking member at this point than bringing her back. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're just going to leave the bloodline out of the women's titles altogether. You know, um, there's no really real reason for them to jump into it. They got no dog in the race, you know? Yeah. I, I just, I, I the only one that would make sense would be Nia Jax if they did it, but I don't think anybody wants to see her back anyway. Like, I mean, yeah. unless you got Sammy hooking up with one of them. Maybe, but who at that point? Candice LeRae? No, mm -hmm. it's a possibility. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I just want to like say I, if this happens, I called it right now on 11. <laughs> what is today's date? 11 November 7th, 2022 at 1047 Eastern Standard Time at night. <laughs> The only way I, I think that they would they would add a female in is if they were going up against the Judgment Day, right? Because then you need somebody to combat Rhea Ripley. I mean, you just need another dude for the solo could do that. <laughs> I mean, solo. We'll she, get the solo later on. She's a badass. 
And she is. She is. We'll 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 get the Rhea soon too, because that match is coming up. Um match number three. Steel cage match, carrying cross versus Drew McIntyre. And I tell you, the carrying cross scarlet entrance at Crown Jewel was absolutely amazing. I'm very shocked that they let them do it the way they did. Because Scarlett's crawling around. She's popping up between his legs and stuff like that. I was very shocked that they allowed that at Saudi Arabia. Um, her bodysuit was full leather. Like, <laughs> it was a... Uh, Sorry. It was a <laughs> Carrying Cross is slowly becoming, like, one of my favorites to watch now. Yeah, a good gimmick. You know, Scarlett is the manager. She's great. And yet again, um, you can only thank Triple H for it. Absolutely. It's the only reason they're back. The only reason both of them are back. They should have never left in the first place. He was he had a push going before he before he they got rid of him, which made no sense. They got rid of him out of nowhere, but and they were pushing him. So, you, got, you got people like Austin Theory who came in and just immediately went to ball gang mm -hmm. town. To get yeah. their top spot. Now, this was a great match, but we have another like so-so ending to it. Now Drew's climbing out like Scarlet locks the locks the cage door so Drew can't get out of it. He has to start climbing up. She unlocks it real quick so Karrion can can run out. This is after she already maced Drew. She maced the referee. No one said anything. She's pepper spraying everybody. <laughs> Which spray all over the place. <laughs> that that would be horrible for the following and, match. I'm just fucking and me saying. And you, me and you both know how bad that is. Oh yeah, that whole front row would be fucked up, depending <laughs> on what kind of was. Hopefully, there was no kids in that front row. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then she locks the cage door. And then she does this weird thing where she tries to hurry up to unlock it while Drew's climbing out. And there's a race to get to the floor. And Drew beats him. He wins. But I think Karrion Cross still got over, man. I, I think he still got over. Um... <laughs> Yo, it tastes, what are you drinking there? Battery acid, bro? What's going on? It tastes so good, but it's fucking strong. <laughs> you need some ice, man. <laughs> I know. Like, I had a burn that... <laughs> Trying to get us sponsored by Revel Stokes here? Yes. Hit us up. I'll take the sponsor. <laughs> also, hit me up for keeps. <laughs> Obviously, I need that. <laughs> Manscaped, hit me up. I'll help you with that, too. <laughs> We're just shameless shills here at the, at the Oversell Podcast. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm awake. There we go. So it was a good match. I liked it. Cage match. It wasn't anything crazy. They, I mean, honestly, there was no reason for there to be a cage except for the ending. No, I like, gave it a 6.2. 6.2? Really actually, went with a 7.5 because as a wrestling match, it was good. But it was just like, there. other than the ending being the way it was, there was no reason for this to be a cage match. Did, no. uh, did you see where Triple H is talking about taking away Hell in a Cell as a solo event and shit. I, I, I don't know. 
It might be the right move. I agree. It might be the right move because then you could just pop it up whenever you want to. I think it took away from the excitement of watching Hell in a Cell. Because you knew there was going to be a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Now you could be like, you know, now now somebody can challenge somebody to Hell in a Cell at Survivor Series or at like SummerSlam or something like that, you know? And you're not you're not beholden to that one pay per view. It kind of makes it a little bit more um, like meaningful. meaningful. Yeah. Hey, we're on the same page. Hey, yeah, yeah, look at that, <laughs> bud. Yeah, you know, it puts it all like in the hands of the storyline. You know, it's two guys are worn so bad that you know, Karrion Cross looks at Drew and he's like, "That's it. I want you in Hell in a Cell." You know. I mean, or Bobby Lashley versus Brock three. Oh, please not in a hell of a cell. <laughs> you know they're going to do something stupid where, like, Lashley spears Brock through the cell like they did in, in 2002. Like, we don't we don't need it again. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. So I went 7-5 for that one. Um, it's a pretty decent match. We're moving on to the fourth match of the night. The six-man tag we're going to New Japan Wrestling because it's the OC versus the Judgment Day. <laughs> and these guys are just hamming it up, New Japan style, Bullet Club style. You know, I know we can't call it the Bullet Club, but whatever. Whoa. Uh, I'm yeah, down I there. I call it the OC, but uh, it was a good match. No. I, I, can't, I can't get over Dominic, man. Like the kid just doesn't look good. His dad made him look so much better on his own and with the judgment day. I just can't take the kid seriously. He's like a slug out there. I'm really curious why they went the direction they did, like fully splitting Dom and Ray and then putting Dom on the other brand or yeah, Ray on the other brand. Like, are they going to circle back to some storyline here? Like what? I mean, what's going on? What do you think is happening? I think they want to see if Dom can be a heel. If he can stand on his own without his father. You know? Um, so they put him in a heel group because he's obviously not ready to be like, no one's going to take this kid seriously. Because you know, I don't think he kid. can do it solo. That's why they've got Rhea. Like, yeah, I agree with that. On, in his corner with everything. Which she makes him look good and shit. <sighs> see, I don't think she does, man. Like Honestly, I, I, I think, I I think, think she, she pulls it. I'm not saying he's phenomenal, but I'm saying <laughs> she she helps out substantially. Yeah. I mean, it's just every time he's in the ring, I f- he just looks so stiff. He's trying to do these moves that, you know, he's, he's, he's talking about he's the greatest luchador of all time. He can barely do a head scissors takeover. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's just not connecting. Um I'm wondering if maybe he's got to go under the hood and put a mask on. You know? I don't think that's I got to change anything. I just want to know where the end of this is because you, you know they're going to bring him and Ray back together. Something's going to happen. I don't think they, they are, gonna, man. I really don't. You think, I think Ray's getting be- ready to I think Ray's getting ready to, to turn it in. You know? They just did a bunch of biographies on him. They're doing a bunch yeah. of retrospectives on him. I think he's he's about I mean the guy's fifty. 
You know, like how, how much more he's been old. wrestling since he's been wrestling since he was like 14 years old. That makes me feel in, old. in Mexico City. You know what I mean? Like in Tijuana and shit. Like he's been wrestling forever. You know, four decades or something like that. He's been wrestling. So like he's about ready to 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 hang him up. I think, and I think he's this is was his way of like putting Dom onto his own path, maybe. Uh, yeah, I can see that. You know. I don't think they. I don't think they but, swing back around on it. I figured they would end it if he was going. If he was retiring, I figured they would end it with Dom next to him and him taking like the Mysterio mantle up. I mean, maybe he gives him a mask. Like, maybe. like you got Ray on screen, like unmasking himself because we know he was unmasking WCW. He went Bless. fucking for a long time unmasked, so it's not going to be anything fucking new, even though that was a whole bullshit storyline that he didn't agree oh, with. Thing. Yeah, yeah, he, didn't he agree with. It was disrespectful as fuck. But it was. I think I think for him to hang up and retire, he would unmask to give it to Dom. Just like a, hey, I'm done. You're gonna live. You, you know, you you have to pass on our legacy here. Here is my mask. I mean, that's a possibility. I I don't know if he necessarily, and maybe maybe they do get back together then, so they could do that. I don't know because he's been very adamant with them about never unmasking. So I don't even know if he would do it for that reason. I think he would give Dom his own mask. I don't know if he'd take his off. I don't know. I think he'll, I think he'll take his own off. I think it makes it more personal because it's his mask to Dom. Yeah, but he but his uncle didn't take his mask off to give to Ray. Hey, he he doesn't have to be like his uncle though. I mean that's true, that's true. But he's passing down the Mysterio name. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. then does Dom become Ray Mysterio? He's got a long fucking way to go. I mean. He's well. I'm saying, does he does he adopt the name Ray Mysterio, or does he stay as Dominic Mysterio? I, I say he stays Dom, Dom Mysterio, but he keeps the Mysterio last name. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. I say he's passing on the legacy. The legacy is the King of Mystery. I say you know? at some point he tries to drop the Mysterio last name while he's with uh, Judgment Day. Yes. Sorry that that whiskey's whiskey's kicking in there. <laughs> um, he he drops from serious last name. Something happens with Ray. They reconnect. He picks it back up, and he passes on the whole Mysterio persona to Dom and Bolts. It's definitely possible. Definitely not outside of the realm of possibility. Um, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, but this was another match that ended mediocre. Mediocre, because like you had the Rhea Ripley, oh, uh, interference and everything like that, and that's how they end up winning, you know. But the question is, who does the OC bring in to combat Rhea Ripley? Got to bring somebody, no. So, I mean, by the time you guys watch this at home, maybe we get the answer on Monday Night Raw. Not sure. Because uh, this is going up probably Tuesday or Wednesday after Raw. So, maybe we'll get the answer. Let us know in the comments what you think. 
Um, if we get the answer, let us know in the comments of what you think that they did. You know, we want to hear from you guys also, like um, what happened with Crown Jewel, what you thought about Crown Jewel. Yeah, like, let, let us know. Let us know your scores if you agree, disagree, if we miss something. Absolutely. And since we're about halfway through, we might as well start chilling for ourselves a little bit. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on everything on GGen. You know, we've got a lot of things going on. We've got podcasts all over the place. We're streaming on Twitch. We're streaming on YouTube, video games. We are um, everywhere. Room podcast, the Multiversal Podcast. We've got reaction videos. If you if you like Tom McDonald, jump on those reaction videos. We're all over the place. Um, you got, got you got a lot of a good TikToks from when uh, Zoop here went to New York Comic Con. Comic Con. I've got a I've got a CGC unboxing video coming out. It's going to be pretty rad. We um, have so something sure for everybody. For everybody. You want news? We got news. You want wrestling? We got wrestling. The captain's working on his little project right now. Yeah, we got some new That'll stuff coming soon. We'll have some new charity events coming out. Carmine or Zuplex here and I have been uh, playing a lot of Modern Warfare and yeah, I've been doing a lot of rage quitting. <laughs> We're definitely going to get on stream one night this week. Um, all right, on to the second half of Crown Jewel, where it actually starts to get pretty decent. Well, actually, not this match. <laughs> it's after this match, it starts to get pretty good. Match number five, Omos versus Braun Strowman. What a snooze fest this was. Like, I don't even have a screenshot for that. Yeah, that's fine. We don't need it. Because, like, honestly, nothing happened. It was just, it was almost beating up Braun for three minutes. And Braun pulling out the magical power slam out of nowhere. I mean, it was pretty impressive to see him pick up, pick up a 420-pound man on his shoulder and then and then power slam him. But at the same point, it's just like, Braun, I love Braun as a big man. He's one of my favorite big men of all time. Because he actually has personality. He can actually get on the mic. Um... You know, he's got to get these hands, you know, but he, he also does shit. He does shit like drop kicks and different things in the ring that most big men wouldn't do. He's a, he's a good big man. He's he's like the old uh, Brock, like when Brock was high flyer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When Brock first jumped on the, on the scene. Before you know, he tried to break stuff. his own neck. <laughs> exactly. I can do a shooting star press. Uh, uh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like Braun is that guy. Like, he can be that big man that is ferocious, gigantic, and everything like that. He's got the comedy side to him. You saw that when he was doing the mixed tag matches with Alexa Bliss. Um, and then he's got he, he's got ability inside the ring that most big men don't have. And then you got Omos, who might be the most boring character. He's the only guy on the card that's more boring than Bobby Lashley, man. I fucking hate hate him oh it's just wild wild that they're still pushing this guy i thought for sure once hunter was in charge this dude was out of there i hope there is, i hope at some point he's gone I, I do i hate him i didn't like him when he was aj styles bodyguard i don't like him now i hate his character I, tried to sell a lot like he was in he was in the ring like beating up Braun, talking shit the entire time which i appreciated because it was kind of something new to see 
But he just kept saying the same thing over and over again. Like he wasn't like even original about it. He was just like, "You're not gonna be able to get me. I'm too. Bi- I'm bigger. I'm okay. bigger than you. V five foam. I'm too big. Like yeah, V five foam. I'm I'm the Nigerian giant. Oh, like at this point, just bring Goldberg back. Let Goldberg sphere him and be done with his career. Yeah, like it's just over, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, I I just don't understand the. The draw to this guy. I mean, maybe for Crown Jewel because it's because he's a big guy. He's yeah, he's fucking his size is stupid. Yeah, no, it's I mean, the guy's gigantic. Like, let's let's not sell it short. But this is like the same thing. Like when you had the Great Collie. Yeah, the Great Collie was gigantic. He, he was, was terrible, <laughs> horrible, was but most, funny. <laughs> I mean, he was funny. He was funny. Don't get me wrong. He, at least he had a personality. Yeah. This dude doesn't even have that. Like, he doesn't even have the personality. If he didn't have an MVP talking for him, like, forget it, bro. Like, this guy would be nothing. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, they got to get rid of him. Stop putting him on. on. Would you like to tell everybody that doesn't know why MVP wasn't there? Because I'm sure Um, there's some like me when I asked you about Sammy earlier that don't know why they weren't there. So we, we spoke kind of about this a little bit that Saudi Arabia has its own rules. Um, basically, it's because of their religion. MVP was a former Muslim that became atheist. And Sami Zayn was also born Muslim and I believe is no longer a practicing Muslim. So th- I believe I'm not I don't want to speak out of turn here and get like Saudi Arabia mad at us. But I believe that's like a we're, we're a small channel. I don't think Saudi Arabia is going to bomb yeah, us anytime yeah. soon. I'm just saying, <laughs> like I believe that in their laws and in their beliefs that that is punishable by death. Probably everything. So by death over there. I mean, yeah. So I mean, um, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Fact check me if you want. I'm not. I'm not dying on that hill. So let us know in the comments if we're wrong or right about that one. <laughs> you know. Um, but that, that is why, the, like, the week before on SmackDown, which was pre-recorded, MVP was written out um, by the attack by uh, Braun or whatever. And Sammy, they just didn't even explain. He just didn't show up, which kind of makes sense. But yeah, I actually didn't know of his Muslim background until I saw him on the Broken Skulls podcast. He was telling Stone Cold about it. He did a Broken Skulls? I have to watch that. It's good. It's didn't really know he good. did that one. So uh, almost versus Braun, I gave it the same thing as Brock and, and Lashley because it was basically the really? same match. Five out of ten. Four point three. <laughs> I like it because of my <laughs> disdain for that big motherfucker. <laughs> He's just boring to me. Next up, we had the tag team championships. Usos. Versus the Brawling Brutes. Now, they alluded to something in the match that uh, Jey Uso had his hand wrapped up. They were saying that he might have a broken wrist. He's got to go for surgery, this, that, the other thing. So they might be writing them out TV for a little bit, which might screw up a lot of plans for the bloodline. I I saw in in the match where they grabbed his hand and were like, making it look like they broke his fucking fingers. It was actually before the match started, and that was actually 
It was actually Jimmy that they did that to. They did to both of them in the match, but yeah, I mean, prior they, to, I didn't. I mean, that's that's the, the prior two news the, I didn't know about. Yeah, that's the Butch. I guess they call him now Butch, not the not the Bruiserweight anymore, but. But yeah, Butchie there. Uh, he always does that joint manipulation stuff. It's big in England, like big in like British wrestling and stuff like that. Is joint manipulation and stuff. That's not even um, really, that's just being an asshole. <laughs> Sorry. Basically. Because uh, I mean, trust me, I know, I know about joint manipulation. I'm trained in it. He's just being an asshole. But I don't know. We gotta wait and see what happens. Uh, we'll we'll find out this week on SmackDown um, if they're writing, uh, you know, the Usos off TV for a little while. We'll wait and see what what happens with that. But this match, I loved it. I thought the Brawling Brutes got over on this one. Like they looked great. They they gave the Usos a run for their money. You know, I mean, it's kind of a given at this point that the Usos aren't losing that title until it's still someone huge, and the Brawling Brutes aren't those guys. But Without having Seamus there because he's off getting married. Um, these guys looked fantastic. The match went clean, it was entertaining. They had a lot of like I do have a screenshot for that. Sorry. It was a great finish. Absolutely great finish. The white noise, super kicks left and right, frog splashes all over the place. Like it was a fantastic finish to it. Um, I mean, that, that double body slam, which is yes. the, my current screenshot, actually. The 3D, the 1D that they do? Yeah. Oh, the double body slam that no, uh, that uh, Rich Holland did? Yeah, where he, he grabs both of them. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Like he, He's fantastic. Butch is fantastic. Um, I do want to call him Pete Dunn, but <laughs> um, you know, they put on a hell of a match. I loved it. I love tag team matches because they're always so much fun with the near falls and the saves and the jumping in and out and everything like that. I w- they're always way more entertaining to me. Um, and this did not disappoint, man. Like they they put on. I think and I think I think the the brawling brutes got over, man. I really do. I think the Usos made them look good, even with the loss. They they still got over. They looked fantastic. So we'll see we'll see what's up next for them. I but the Usos a- win. They retain. They're on their way to break the new day's of record. Of course. Eight you know. point four. I went eight point two. I went eight point two on that one. Eight point. I like it. Pretty close. Pretty close to each other on that one. Um, match number seven is the last woman standing match: Bailey versus Bianca, and. Let me tell you something. They took some crazy bumps in this match. In the golf cart. (laughs) Crazy bumps. The golf cart was like lame, to be honest with you, because she was going like eight miles. You know, she was like barely hitting the gas with it. I'm talking about there was one point where uh, Bianca does a 450 onto onto a stack of chairs, and it looked like she smashed her face into every single one of them. Like, Bailey, Bailey got us out of the way. Um, the the thing about the golf cart was they go to throw Bailey through the table and the table doesn't break. She goes skittering off that thing. I was like, oh my god! They took a lot of risks. They took a lot of 
like crazy bumps in this one. Um, it was entertaining. Thought it was sloppy at some times, though. Did. Yeah. And I think with the females, what I've been noticing a lot more is that there are certain females that you can definitely tell they're pulling their punches. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a good statement. Yeah, they're definitely you can like it's just noticeable. And this was one of those matches where I noticed that Bailey was pulling her punches, Bianca was pulling her punches. But the, but then when it came to the stuff with like chairs and ladders, they were going all out. The kendo sticks, they were going all out. They, like <laughs> Bianca beat Bailey with that kendo stick up the entire ramp. <laughs> they were ta- taking crazy bumps out on the stage, crazy bumps on the ramp. So, like, the thing I don't understand is if you could do all that, right, and take the bump on the ladder and take the bump on the chairs and and hit, hit each other with, with kendo sticks super hard and everything like that, why can't you sell your punches? Uh, you know? maybe, I mean, maybe they don't trust themselves. I mean, I guess it's got to be it, you know. It'd have um, to be. You, I mean, you don't know. Maybe they were never properly taught how to pull a punch. I mean, maybe, maybe I, I'm, you know, but I mean, Bailey's been in, she's one of the four horsewomen. You know what I'm saying? She should know if anybody how, how to, how to do it. You know, I will tell you one of one of, it was a small part of this match, but I loved was that Bianca went straight like Rob Van Dam, Sabu, ECW Davis and Bailey sitting on top of the ropes and she just chucks a chair in her face. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> I was like, yes, let's go. <laughs> Straight RVD, ECW, Hammerstein Ballroom. Let me throw a chair at your mouth. <laughs> Open up. Mm. Yeah, it was fantastic. So I, I appreciated them going all out for it. You know what I mean? They they really did. They put it on the line. Uh, finish was great, something we've never seen before. She trapped Bailey in between the ladder <laughs> and then put it underneath the ring ropes so Bailey couldn't get out. I gave her the last man, the last woman standing, I should say. Um, Bianca wins. Bianca retains. Maybe that sets up, like we were saying earlier, uh, something for war games. What do you give it? What's your uh, ranking? I went eight point five, even with the even with the shitty pulled bunches. But the rest of it was so entertaining. I can't. And they went all out. I got to give it to them. Eight point five. I went eight point two. Understandable. Absolutely understandable. Now we have before we get to the main event, the the Bray Wyatt segment. Bray comes out. Um he starts talking about his time as the fiend, his time as he put the mask on, like he didn't want to be that guy, but he knew he had to be that guy. And when he became that guy, he couldn't stop being that guy. And now he just wants to be Bray. He doesn't want to do any of this anymore. He's just going to be come out there, entertain us, be this. And then sure enough, lights start to dim. I mean, and first off, before we even get to that, his entrance was fucking fantastic. What did they have he, came out, he came out with the lantern. The fireflies were in it. Riyadh had like these drones in the air that that turned into the the death moth. 
It was the most wild thing I've ever seen. Like they're in an open air stadium in Riyadh and there's drones above it in an open air. Like it was a crazy, crazy entrance. Um, looks fantastic. He looks like he's ready to go again. He looks like he's ready to like really jump back in. Um, the time off, I guess, did him well. Hunter being in charge is going to do him much better because Hunter's going to let him go with this now. Oh, yeah. He's going to let him do him, which oh, he's a fucking genius. He is a creative fucking genius. Absolutely is. No doubt about it. And this is, this is going to be a really interesting way where they go. They brought in Uncle Howdy on the, on the big screen. And Uncle Howdy starts talking to him. He starts saying, um, you know, who killed the world and this, that, and the other thing. And he starts asking Bray if he can even, I can't remember, I can't remember the exact words he used. Um, but I think it was something along the lines of like, we'll see if you can actually withstand not having the mask and this, that, and the other thing. So he's challenging him. So we don't know if they're doing the multiple personality and uncle uncle howdy is bray or if they're really bringing back together the wyatt family the new and improved wyatt family yeah i my problem with them bringing back the wyatt family is i don't know if bray would do it without luke harper yeah yeah you know what i mean like i don't know if he would want to do that without luke harper I mean, even if they do bring him back, do you say? Do you think Braun rejoins, or do you think Braun's on his own path right now? Braun's on his own path because I think I think they would have clued us in, like they did with Alexa. There would have been some sort of clue towards Braun. Like Maybe there has been. Alexa we just haven't noticed earlier, earlier on in the night. I mean, it was it was a pretty obvious clue. It wasn't like they were hiding anything. <laughs> yeah, I you mean, know. but. <laughs> Subtlety is not the WWE strong suit here. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, they kind of banged us over the head with it, but it, I love how she played it off. But I mean, I think um like there's a lot of uh I can't remember the guy's name. He's down in NXT right now. Oh, because I don't really watch NXT 2.0. I'm like, I gotta start again because it's starting to get good again. But, I saw where um, they had like our truth and somebody else in uh, one of the latest episodes. Yeah, yeah, they're sending people down. Apollo Cruz, uh, Apollo Cruz is down there. Um, but the the guy that runs Schism, they call it the group Schism. There's a big theory that he's going to wind up being like one of one of the Wyatt Six that they're calling it, which that might be the new name. Maybe they can just call it instead of the Wyatt Family, it's just the Wyatt Six. No, um, I got a funny feeling they're bringing back Bo Dallas. Yeah, maybe. Sorry, I took another. <laughs> I was processing I was saying, it. I was waiting for your fucking brain to reset there, bud. Yeah, um, I went in. <laughs> I think I think they bring back Bo Dallas for it, maybe. You know, give him a little bit of redemption. Let him join his brother, his real life brother. Anybody that's out there that doesn't know Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt are actually brothers in real life. Um, 
So I think that's a possibility. Alexa's definitely involved. We, we got that hint last night or the other night. Um, I mean, you kind of figured that was going to happen, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see how that goes. I mean, she sold a lot of those Lily dolls. So, you know, the WWE is jumping all, all back on that train. She sold a shit ton of Lily dolls. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But the overall, the segment I thought was entertaining. I, I just can't wait to see Bray back in the ring. I can't wait to see where the storyline is going. I want to see if we get the Fiend back. I want to see if he is Uncle Howdy. I, I'm, I'm so invested in this Bray Wyatt story that I cannot wait for Monday Night Raw now and see what's going on. If they don't, if they don't push for Roman versus uh, The Rock, I want Roman versus Bray. I want Roman versus Bray anyway. Like I want him to take the titles. That's what I want. I mean, that'd be, I mean, he. If there's anybody in the company right now that could, and and they would be okay with him taking the titles, it would be Bray, because Bray could do that justice, big time justice. Um, but speaking of Roman, let's get Bray to the main awesome. event, baby. I will tell you something right now. I or uh, what was it? Where was he at? SummerSlam, WrestleMania. Logan Paul at WrestleMania, right? Who? What are we talking about? Logan Paul when he was WrestleMania. He was a WrestleMania. WrestleMania Yeah, when he wrestled the Miz, right? Before before WrestleMania, I was like, I can't believe they're giving this guy a fucking shot in a match with the Miz. It's so stupid. He proved me wrong there, and boy, did he prove me way wrong here because he looked. Fantastic. This dude is pulling off moves. He's not just some regular like celebrity in the ring. He is athletic. He he's looked dangerous as fuck sometimes because he is just throwing his body to the wolves on some of these things. Like that I'm, splash. I'm gonna agree, but this is I mean, this is the same conversation that Fred and I had, which was Yes, it's impressive. Yes, I respect it, but he needs to slow the fuck down. He does. He does. Like, but if I think he wants to have any career at all, he needs to fucking chill. Yeah. This dude's going to break his neck. Like, first off, let's talk about this for a second. He hits a blockbuster. He hits the splash to the outside, and he hits a little hangman Adam Page buckshot lariat. That looks like it takes Roman's head off. He look he did that better than Hangman Page does. That's one of the best buckshot lariats I've ever seen. You know, um, the match was amazing. Roman played his part. You know, Roman did his, did a good job of selling the kid. You know, he got over. Logan Paul got over in my eyes. What do you think? Yeah. I'll give you that. He he definitely sold his worth as a uh, superstar for WWE. His fucking brother, on the other hand, we'll get can to that. eat a dick we'll somewhere. We'll get to that in a second. I'm, I'm getting to the whole impulsive guys and everything like that. But I will say this. Everybody that's spoken about Logan Ball from the company has said He's taking this very seriously. Triple H said he's taking it very seriously. That he's training his ass off. He's learning. He's he's 
going through the ropes and everything like that. And he's a big name outside of wrestling. Which, and I mean, it's, it's, it's what he does. And I, like I told Fred the other day, he's grown a lot. Since his early YouTube days, he, he's grown as a person. Like, he did yeah. a lot of stupid shit. The shit in Japan that had him fucked for years. He came back from that. Went into boxing, got his ass beat a couple times, was immature about that, but now he's friends with the dude that he fought. Like, they have a fucking company together, Prime. Oh. He wanted to do wrestling, jumped into wrestling. He's taking it on full force, being dedicated to it. Hats off to him. I respect him for it. Respect him. I respect him for it, you know. And he looks good. He looks fucking good, which surprised the shit out of me. I thought he was going to be just some mediocre fucking shit but he looks good he can fly like he looks good doing it yeah he just needs to slow yeah. the fuck down so he yeah, I definitely doing needs to slow down i agree because that i'll tell you right now i did not think he was landing that that punch to the outside properly i thought he was gonna die thank god the usos caught him because i was like this dude's gonna overshoot him like did you uh, did you see the the clip where he does the frog splash onto the table when Roman's on it? Did you see the clip of uh, yeah, Roman checking a, on him? Such a smart move, such a smart move by him to get the phone. So that's uh, that leads us into like them pulling the impulsive guys in. So you got his his little crew. I don't know their names. One of them was Mike. He used to be married to the Lana Rhodes. Um, that's the only reason I, I know. <laughs> I don't think he was married. I know he was fucking her. No, they were dating. Yeah, they were dating. Like it was weird. But, I watched that whole. Breakdown yeah. of them, which so, he he's excellent on their podcast. They're impossible, yeah, no, he dude. He's phenomenal with his questions and shit. He surprised me also. The other dude's just funny. Absolutely, pull them into the ring. The Usos show up to help Roman. The impulsive guys start yelling at him. They pull after Roman gets crashed through the table. Right, beat the shit. And out I of love. Him. A little, a little side note. I loved at one point Michael Cole said instead of the Spanish announce table, it was the Saudi Arabian announce table. <laughs> like, right through the Saudi Arabian announce table. <laughs> Which it it caught me off guard initially because I watched it and I I saw the one Saudi dude just sitting on the side of the thing. I was like, who the fuck is that guy? And I was like, oh, he's probably the announcer. <laughs> like, yeah. he was just chilling there. Because for years, like every Monday Night Raw in the 90s, somebody went through that, that Spanish announce table and they said it every single Monday night. It was like, right through the Spanish announce table. <laughs> it was just great to hear them be like, right through the Saudi Arabian announce table. I was like, this is fucking great. Um, yeah, they they get into it with the, with the impulsive guys. They drag them over the barricade, bring them to the ring. They beat them up. Music hits. Yeah, real Jake quick, before you, get, before you get into Jake Paul, not Mike, the other one. Dude, oh, they yeah. fucking treated him like a rag doll. Yeah, they just threw him around. Like, they were not easy with him at all. He's probably learned that guy's name, but they beat the crap out of him. Like, he legitimately, might, he, he took some good fucking bumps just pitching him around. Now yeah. you can go into the bullshit that I hate. Go ahead. Music hits. The problem child appears. Please don't Jake use Paul. his nickname. Fuck him. Listen, man. I'm, I'm, it's a wrestling podcast. We got to uh, use his nickname. So we do his nicknames here. I <laughs> you know? Listen, I don't like the guy either, but he's there. It's his brother. I get it. 
bloodline versus yeah. bloodline. The real bloodline's here, idiots. So <laughs> he comes down the ramp, gets in the ring, throws the worst fake punches I've ever seen in my entire life. Thank God it's the Usos, and the they can sell worst. basically anybody. You know what I mean? Because if that was somebody that couldn't sell or couldn't take that the right way, oh, I would have fucked that match up. Way worse. It would have <laughs> ruined. It would have ruined the stuff. match. Because that's Absolutely. the only thing people would have thought about. That uh, no matter all the fucking cool shit that they did prior to that, that moment would have fucked it up. Absolutely. Heyman's on the outside going nuts. I did enjoy Heyman the entire match. I love him on the outside with the bloodline, just being like, my tribal chief, get up, my tribal chief. I need you to get up, my tribal chief. Like, it's, um, Heyman is by far the best thing to happen to wrestling forever. Like, oh, yeah, I agree with that. It's not for Paul Heyman and, like, none of this. We're not talking about any of this today. But uh, Jake Paul does his little shtick. You know, he gets out of the ring. The music hits. It's solo. He comes down looking like a mixture between Rikishi and Taz. He's got the towel over his head. He's got the wraps all on him. Solo. He's got the Umaga fucking thumb. Looking like up. a bad motherfucker. He's looking like every Samoan wrestler ever. <laughs> like, all melded into one. Like this right? This dude straight out of Moana. Yeah. yeah. Right out of Moana. Ready to just... He is trying to get the heart of Tafiti out of Jake Paul's face. <laughs> Sorry, this whiskey really kicked in. I have a daughter. She wants that show. Welcome to the Oversell Podcast where we're bringing in Moana references. <laughs> hey, it works because, I mean, it is The Rock. <laughs> it was The Rock. Uh, for some reason, I don't understand like why the whole locker room came out to break up solo and Jake. I would have much rather had seen solo hit him with like the Omega thumb or something like that, or, or hit him with hit him with a move and take him out. But I, I are they setting up? Yes. Solo they, definitely. Wrestling? Definitely. They're building the anticipation for it. They're going to have that fight, especially now okay. with, with, with Logan being out for at least six months. At oh, least yeah. six months. Yeah, he talked about that too. Is uh, Logan blew his entire knee out? ACL, MCL, he, possible. He did ACL, MCL, meniscus, which is the same thing that happened to me in two thousand seven. That surgery is no fucking joke. Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare for this kid to come back. Um, he's definitely going to be out for at least eight months. You know. Um, so now, yeah, we, we set up solo versus Jake. But without Logan being able to be there in his corner, like, what are we, what, you know, when's that going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, that I mean, him getting injured might have put a wrench in that in that plan. Not not necessarily. It depends on how they play it off. They could say some back uh, backstage shit happened. Solo attack Jake or uh, Logan uh, fucked up his knee, and now Jake's coming back to get no, revenge. They get, they, they can't they can't do that because everybody knows that Logan blew his knee out because he posted it on Instagram. Yeah, but I mean K Everybody really knows who was in the match with, everybody K knows who was in the match with Roman. He K said it really he said it. Mm. No, 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 no. No, because with, with they Logan, can, they though, can blame it on solo at some point. Uh, but with Logan, they're playing into that. They're playing into the whole Instagram, YouTube type of thing. So I'm sure they had him post it up there. 
That was no. a badass paw video. If you haven't it watched was. that that point of view video, I, I would like to see more shit like that because it was Absolutely. badass. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's one of the things that Logan Paul brings to the company is that he's got a following. He's able to do shit like that. He's athletic, so he, they know he can go. You know, I mean, they got to teach. It's definitely smart playing off of his social media uh, yeah. background. Like instead of bringing him in yeah. as just a fresh face, being like, "This is who you are." Yeah, they let him go. Hey, you know your your social media is your background, so fucking send it. Yeah, Why, there's you're no going viral, here. Roman. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. But like, there, but there's exactly there's no reason to have him play anybody else but Logan Paul. Because right? Logan Paul's a character in itself, so might as well just be that guy. Just be be Logan Paul to the nth degree. Now you're Logan Paul, the professional wrestler. Let's see what you got. You know what I mean? I mean, and hats uh, off to him. He kept his name and his whole persona. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that was... I mean, listen. When it comes to the celebrities being in in the WWE, because they have that entire celebrity wing of, of the yeah. Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You know, they've always done this. They've always brought in outside celebrities to kind of like push wrestling to the mainstream. Right. So Logan, maybe that guy that can bring a younger audience back into wrestling and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's definitely possible. The guy's got what? 30 million YouTube followers. <laughs> like, it's Something like, like that. Like, I don't even know. He's definitely it's, bringing it's, curiosity and uh, the wrestling world. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people that tuned into crown jewel that have never watched wrestling before just to see Logan Paul. Yeah. You know, his, then, I mean, he's got a big fan base. Absolutely. Yeah. And then maybe they see the Usos versus the, the brawling Bruce. And they're like, Oh, this, this is pretty cool. I mean, keep watching, you know, Hunter knows it, what he's doing by bringing it, him in. Oh, it's, it's a, a definite great money move for. Yeah. The WWE, great Absolutely. money move, like smart as fuck. Instead see of Hunter on the pot on impulsive, yeah, yeah, like you know, Hunter knows what he's doing, man. Like, it's, oh yeah, it's a small. It's it, it's so far beyond what Vince was doing. With I'm gonna yeah. find the biggest dude, or I'm gonna find this fucking dude that I like solely and push him. There's no money behind that shit. You ruin the WWE. You push your fan base away. You were pushing somebody like Austin Theory, who I fucking hate. I hate his character. You're going to push that. And then when you leave, Hunter takes over and he pushes smart fucking moves. Yeah. And brings everybody back. Exactly. We got rid of this person for no fucking reason. Why? Bring him back. Exactly. Like Hunter was the guy that that created the original NXT, right? He was the brains behind that, and it was super successful. It gave us guys like Sami Zayn, like Kevin Owens, like Apollo Crews, like uh, you know there were so many Shinsuke Nakamura started there, uh, you know, and as soon as they get to the main roster, they got buried by Vince. Kevin Owens is probably probably my favorite in the business right now. Yeah, me too. Absolutely, he's he's. I mean, he's my favorite on the roster right now. Um, he's one I, I've what prior to me starting back watching wrestling, I followed all his shit. I like Kevin Owens. Yeah, his personality is phenomenal. Personality phenomenal, amazing in the ring for especially mm-hmm. for a guy like in his shape and everything like that. And, and his WrestleMania match with Stone Cold, 
fucking loved it. Fucking amazing. If you if you go back to like when uh, when John Cena had the U.S. title and was doing that weekly like U.S. title challenge and shit like that, um, he he put on one of the best matches I've ever seen on Monday Night Raw with 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 Cena. You know what I mean? Kevin Owens is a, a phenomenal fucking wrestler, and he's somebody that they should be pushing. I, I think Hunter's going to give a push to too. But then you even look at the smaller guys like Tommaso. Uh, Gargano, you know, chomping Gargano like Hunter loves Tommaso Ciampa. Mm-hmm. Hunter, Hunter thinks that Tommaso Ciampa could be the world heavyweight champion at one point because he's that good in the ring. You know, Johnny Gargano, he loves Johnny Gargano. Like I, I see them becoming a tag team again, going back to DIY and facing the Usos at WrestleMania for the tag championships. You know who I think deserves a good solid push? Who's that? The Miz. I mean, he's had his pushes, though, man. I think he needs a good, a big, big push, like like what they're doing with Roman. I see. I so think he deserves is, it. The, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. What I'm saying is the Miz is a phenomenal intercontinental champion. He's like Razor Ramon. You know what I'm saying? He's one of those guys that can bring weight and importance to the Intercontinental Championship. He makes you want to watch that Intercontinental Championship match. Well, I mean, why, you know? why wouldn't you want to watch him defend the unified titles? You know what it is, man? It's just his in-ring ability isn't up to the par of like Owens, Rollins, you know, Roman. That motherfucker can make anybody look good. I, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. And, but there's a difference. and he looks good himself. I don't think he does sometimes, man. Like, I th- I think a lot of times he pulls but his you kicks. Think, you think Roman looks good? You think Roman looks better no, than him? No, I think Roman looks better than him on the simple fact that Roman I disagree. I think Roman could do more because of Roman's size. I disagree. Because, I mean, even going back to this crown jewel, most of that match was Logan. Until like the last five, ten yeah, minutes of that match. That's because Roman, that Roman was trying to get him over, though. When Roman's trying to get him over, he's going to let him take control of the match for most the of Miz, it, The know? Miz could do the same thing. I think he deserves a push. Wait, let he, me ask you a question. He put Logan right where he's at. Anything's better in the ring, Owens, Rollins, or the Miz? Owens, Rollins, or the Miz? Owens and Rollins or the Miz? Owens. You can't tell me. You can't tell me that, that Owens, the Miz is better than if, Owens if or I Rollins. Would, hold on. If I would, if I would do it in order to be Owens, Rollins, Miz. Yeah. But I I'm not Sammy saying Zane just because too. just because he's third, Sami Zayn would be fourth. He'd be behind the Miz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a chance, bro. I mean, he is phenomenal. He did make the jackass guys look great. Same as he makes everybody look great. I don't. I don't think. But see, like that. But that's my point. Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn, and the Miz. I think would put on banger Intercontinental Championship matches. But for them to be fighting like for the unified titles, 
I think kind of it don't have it, to be it don't have to be a massive run like Roman's got going on right now. Had it. He give, had the run. Give him like a year. Give him a year? I don't know about a year, man. You could spread it out in a year. You could do WrestleMania to WrestleMania. And then you put somebody else over on WrestleMania. Maybe. Maybe. I mean But I just think he deserves it because I mean look at all the talent he's pushed over. Look, there's tiers of wrestlers, right? We all we all know that. Yeah, you know? which speaking of tears, before you get into what you're about to say, how about we do a tier for one of our podcasts? I'm down. I was planning on putting together something like that. Anyway, um, that's what I wanted to do for probably the next one. Actually, we could probably do a tier tier list. I mean, um, I got the perfect site. Perfect. I think that he is in the intercontinental championship tier. I think there's just some wrestlers that like they make that title. The Intercontinental Championship is supposed to be your second best title. So that's supposed to be the title that it's like the the everyman's title. It's like the the fighting title. You know, the US Championship is the challenge title. That's the that's the title you're supposed to defend every week on TV. The Intercontinental Championship is supposed to be that that title that anybody could almost fight for, but you got to be a real stud. So like, I'd, I'd be okay with him being the Intercontinental Championship for a year. No problem. Let's do it. Even Ric Flair said that he was doing the Intercontinental Championship justice. Said at the Hall of Fame. I, don't know, I guess we can agree to disagree on that. Yeah. But I just think uh, he's better. I think he's better at that. You know what I mean? One one other random thing I want to bring up, which I was reading in the uh, news lately, Stone Cold wants one more match. Who do you put up against him? He's got the bug, man. He's got the bug. Kevin, um, Owens. Kevin Owens lit that fucking fire. Kevin Owens gave him a phenomenal fucking match. You know what would be interesting? Cody. Cody Rhodes? Cody Rhodes. Versus Stone Cold. Cody would be really, really interesting. I don't bring know it back. To, bring it back with the dusty stuff. That's someone also that we got to keep an eye out for because he's got to be showing up soon. He's got to be over the peck, the peck thing, right? You that think? Happened. I mean, it's been how long? WrestleMania was in April. So you're you think April, May, there. June, July, August, September, October. You're talking about six months now. Six so eight months you, he was supposed to be out. You think Cody versus Stone Cold? I don't see that one. I think it would be pretty cool. Now that I'm thinking about the timeline, I'll bet you Cody comes back at Royal, Royal Rumble in January. They'll probably hold off on him until then. I, I mean, I agree with that, but I don't see him versus Stone Cold. Who else would you I, want to see versus Stone Cold? Not that I would want to see it, but I see them plugging him in the bloodline. And a non-title match, just no. to, just as a fuck you to Roman, just like no. we're gonna bring no. him back, he's gonna fuck you up. You're cracked, bro. You're out of your mind. I might be. I hope it fucking happens. No, not against Roman. Who would I want to see? Roman. Who would I want to see though? Fuck. We already saw Owen, so he's out. I like. I thought that was a perfect match for him. It but was. We, and it's such a good send-off match. That's why it's hard for me. 
That's why it's hard for me to decide I mean, who I want to see him. I'm telling you, I think Cody is the guy. I just don't see them working that well together. Oh, I do. I absolutely do. Or and I don't. Seth. I don't think he'd work with Seth. I think he would. I don't think he'd work with Seth because of oh. how Seth pretty much ended Sting's career and Stone no, Cold's no, already no. had his career ended. I mean, I know they say Seth is great to work with I mean, now, he, but I don't he, know he if he wants that chance. Curb, he's not taking the curb stomp. It wasn't the curb stomp that ended Sting's career. I know, but I mean, like, listen, Sting's career is not over. He's in AEW throwing Darby Allen around. It fucked like, him up for a while. I mean, listen, man. The guy was nine hundred years old. He shouldn't have been in the fucking ring. What do you want me to tell you? Like, come on, <laughs> don't man. you fucking like, disrespect him like that. that. Blame Seth for that. The guy's two hundred fighting in AEW right now. He won't give it up. And he gets in, like, and he's doing it week to week, and then he gets injured. And everybody's like, "Oh, I can't believe Sting got injured." The other guy's got to be way you know, That is such a fucking wow. hard question. Like, who would I want Stone Cold to face? I'm trying to think because they would have to do. No, it can't be AJ, right? Couldn't be. Oh, what about Bray? <laughs> it would never happen. I mean, it would never happen, but that would be pretty what? cool. Okay, set up your perfect storyline. Give me, give me your storyline of somebody and the storyline to do it. I mean, I think Cody is the storyline. That's my point. What's the storyline behind it? Like, how Rusty. does how, how is it set up? Rusty. He wants to prove himself against Stone Cold because Dusty never could. It's history there between Goldust, Stone Cold, Dusty Rhodes. I would put... Here's my storyline. Okay. And this, this, this piggybacks to something we said earlier. I put Ray going to him and saying, look, I'm having a problem with Dom. How do I fix it? And then okay. Dom starting on him and him giving him him stomping a mud hole in his fucking ass and working that storyline with him. And then who goes up against Stone Cold, Ray or Dom? Dom does. No one wants to see fucking Dom against Stone Cold. I would love to see it because he'd get his fucking ass kicked. (laughs) That or you get that or you give Edge his uh his retirement match against him. But Edge is retiring what next year? Uh probably. I think when he said he went and when he goes back to Canada next year, he said he's retiring. How about Edge, Ray, and Stone Cold? And they bring in Trish Stratus to fight the Judgment Day. I mean, I could fuck with that. Ray starts calling on all his boys to uh, help him get Dom out. He calls the old heads in. Yeah. Some OG shit there. I could fuck with that. Yeah. I mean, does it have to be Trish Stratus? I I was just picking somebody from... Bring back Lita. That could be Lita. Bring back Lita. You got. She was a bad bitch back in the day. I mean, I agree. I don't think she. Uh, 
Um, so I know after the Royal Rumble, there were some talks about like her not really being cleared because of the neck injury. So I think that's that's a problem. But and then so trash, uh, tr- trash, Trish. <laughs> No How dare you, sir? And don't ever call her trash. <laughs> Look, she's not trash. I, I'm good. <laughs> listen, listen. I will. I will accept very many things on this podcast. Talking shit about Trish Stratus is not one of them. <laughs> no, I love her. It's between her and Tori. Those are my favorites. I don't know. Stacey Keebler was badass too. Yep, we all know why too. <laughs> Because they were phenomenal wrestlers. Phenomenal wrestlers. Well, Trish was. Um, so overall, being, I added up my scores of every match. We didn't score the that. final match. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, main event, I gave a 9-5. 9-8. 9-8? Really? 9-8. Yeah. That's a high score for that. It is. Probably. I mean, it was a phenomenal fucking match. Mostly I mean, because what? of Logan. Listen, nine five. I, I got to give it to it. You know, so I ended up all my scores, and I got a seventy. I got a seven point seven, basically seventy seven out of a hundred. I didn't add any of my scores up, but I'd say we're probably about the same. <laughs> well, that's it for us. Make sure you guys like, follow, and subscribe. Everything on GGen. We're here for you guys on your weekly wrestling news. Come see us next week. We're going to be talking about what happened on the fallout from Crown Jewel on Monday Night Raw, what happened on SmackDown, um, and basically what the uh, where the storylines are heading. We're going to do some stuff, maybe a tier list next week, and uh, kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your man, Zuplex. He's one shot. We're out of here. Later. Later. <laughs>